What's up, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of the Five Star Jobbers Podcast. I'm Cody. And I'm John. And we are finally here with the first episode. We're so excited to be presenting it to you guys. And so what we'll kind of do for this first episode is just tell you a little bit about who we are and how we got into professional wrestling and just some interesting stuff about us. And so, uh, John, do you want to kind of take it off on this? or do you Yeah, want to I'll take it off. Right. Uh, you it. know, uh, age before beauty, correct? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> My name's John Pipkin. I've been a professional wrestling fan since the new generation, as they would call it, 1995, 96. And uh, ever since then, uh, pr- favorite generation, the Attitude Era. And I'm just uh, a big fan of professional wrestling uh, NJPW, Ring of Honor, WCW, WWE, everything that's got an acronym. I've seen it, I've watched it, I've been a fan of it. And so we're excited to talk to you guys about the nuances of professional wrestling, where it was, where it is, where it's going, what's good, what's bad, and everything in between. That's right. So I'll kind of tell you a little bit about myself. My name is Cody Madden. Uh, I've been a professional wrestling fan probably since the early 2000s, so I'm kind of more growing up in the ruthless aggression era, I guess you could say. Ruthless aggression! Ruthless aggression, PG era, whatever you want to call it. And so... But I've been a professional wrestling fan for a long time. I love uh, AEW, WWE, uh, Impact Wrestling, pretty much any kind of form of professional wrestling, whether it's on TV or going to an independent show. And we'll get into that here in just a little bit, talking about independent shows. But we are just two ordinary guys that are huge fans of professional wrestling. We've been talking about starting this for a very long time. And so we just thought to ourselves, well, why don't we just start a podcast and just you know, have a moment where we just talk about whether it's uh, segments that have gone on for, for one of our favorite shows, big pay-per-view events that have happened, or just like little things that maybe our top 10 entrances or our favorite wrestlers of all time. And we'll actually get into that at the very end of the episode here. But to kind of tell you what the show is about, basically what we'll be doing each week, and we'll get into this a few episodes later down the road, what we'll do every single week is there's two main shows in professional wrestling. You have WWE and AEW, and two shows for each of those main uh, promotions. You have Monday Night Raw. Raw is war! Friday Night Smackdown. Lay it the smacketh down! AEW Dynamite. Uh, Dynamite. (laughs) And then you've got AEW Rampage. Rampage! Got it. So each week, what we'll be doing... That was pretty good. We didn't plan that at all, but that That was was pretty much good improvised. So what we'll be doing each week is every single week we'll go into the shows and rate whether it's the matches, the segments, and just kind of give an overall rating of one to five stars just based on if we like it, if it's something that could work in the future, and just kind of tell you our thoughts and opinions on it and what we think will work and won't work or what we did like and didn't like, just kind of giving our opinions on it. And they may not mean much, but it's just from a fan's perspective. And so we want to give that. That's what we want to give to you guys, a fan's perspective of professional wrestling. And maybe you're new to it. Maybe you've listened to this podcast and you're completely new to professional wrestling. Maybe you, this is a chance for you to get into it. And so that's basically what we'll be doing each week. And plus we'll have segments. Like maybe we'll do a Mount Rushmore of some of my favorite wrestlers. Mount Rushmore, greatest wrestlers, uh, greatest entrances, worst spots of all time. Right. Like, you know. The Katie Vicks of professional wrestling storylines. Yep. And yeah, there's different segments that we'll go into, but that's pretty much what this show is about, and we're super excited to be presenting it to you guys, and we hope that you enjoy every single episode and that you tune in every single week. And we will post every single week. So what we did kind of today is we're going to be posting this 
the night after WrestleMania. We're actually recording it the week before. And we so, don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, we have no idea what's going to happen. So we may, I think we may have predictions on how the matches are going to go. So by the time this posts, it will probably be completely wrong. But, you know, we'll just kind of talk about that a little bit to see what our predictions are, just to see. I think I'm going to win. You think you're going to win? I think I'm going to win. All right. So I think my predictions are, are going to be, I'm, I'm going at least 85%. All right. See, I think I'm going to kind of just be slightly below that, but ah. hoping for just slightly above. But we'll see. So we'll kind of just talk about the main matches that we're most excited for, the ones oh, absolutely. that have the most impact. So biggest one, well, I'll tell you, we'll save the biggest one for last. And so yeah. let's start off with the main event for night one, which is going to be the Usos defending the tag team titles. Have they confirmed that it's going to be that's yeah. going to be the main? It that has to, that, that has to be the main. That event. is the main event. They okay, actually good. just shared that today. I'm glad to hear that that's the main event because I was I was talking to someone and listening to something earlier today, and uh, they hadn't solidified it. So that's that's good. Yeah. So night one, the main event will be. The Usos against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens for the tag team titles. So okay. it's got to be Zayn. I'm going to go ahead and say it's got to be Zayn and Owens. I, I agree 100. percent I mean, there's no way that they're going to build up this anticipation because right now we're seeing the fall of the bloodline right before our very eyes. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly believe that this is the opportunity that Sami Zayn and Kevin agree. Owens have to take the tag team titles off of the Usos, and they're going to take it and run with it, and Fully we're going to see. A renovation for the tag team division, I believe. Now, I'll tell you the uh, the the match that uh, on, on night one, I believe they also are going to have McIntyre, Sheamus, and 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 Gunter, uh, aka Walter, exactly um, on night one. Right. Now, the storyline for that match, I'm not going to sit there and, and and tell anybody that I think the storyline on that's any good, but that is going to be a Hard hitting, uh, no, no absolutely. Question. I mean, in the words of Jim Ross, it's going to be a slobber knocker. No, no question. There's going to be some welted chests <laughs> at the end of that match. That is going to be a hard hitting match, and it's actually low key. It's the one I'm most looking forward to. I mean, obviously, the story with the Usos and Sammy and Kevin is going to be probably the most gratifying and cathartic. But if you're looking for something that's just absolutely you know, a bar fight between men that are cut out of concrete, that Intercontinental, Intercontinental Championship match is absolutely going to be just a, a brawl. 100%. No questions. Uh, the next match that I, I'm kind of interested to see where they go with is going to be Edge versus Finn Balor inside Hell in a Cell. And I believe that's actually going to be night two. Okay. So Sunday night. I, I, yeah, that, that ma- I don't know that that match has been solidified. Uh, i got to say, if, if Finn brings the Demon, he has to win. See, and I kind of would counter that because I think bringing the Demon back will definitely get people excited from the crowd. But I see Edge pulling out a victory inside Hell in a Cell because from what I understand, I don't know if this is 100% true or not, but I think they're running a possibility of bringing the Brood into this in some way. I've also I've also heard about that. So I think that they have had it in the works to bring Gang Grail back to be at some part inside Hell in a Cell. Yeah. I don't know if he'll be as in there young, as an interference. As, as someone who grew up with the, the the Brood and seeing you know when Edge came in, he was the the enig- he was this enigma, and then he he you know him and Christian joined the Brood with Gang Grail. I'm I'm definitely going to mark out. 
for a, a brood connection. There's no, there's no doubt about that. One hundred percent. But uh, I, you know, when when Edge mentioned the demon and the talk of of the demon coming in, um, with Triple H. You know, Triple H at the book. You know, if Vince was at the book, I'd say you're you're right. You know, they're going to go with Edge over Finn. They're going to go with Attitude Era over anything new because that's what Vince does. But uh, Triple H is a smarter guy. Um, you don't bury your young talent. And if they're going to bring back the Demon after two years of not seeing him, or actually more than two years of right. not seeing him, He's got to win. The Demon never lost in NXT. And I say, with Triple H at Creative, the Demon doesn't. I'm saying it right here now. So if I'm right, I'm right. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. The See, Demon yeah. does not lose in the cell. See, and I think that this kind of will play into the Judgment Day story because there will be a victory. And we'll get into the next match that includes the Judgment Day here mm-hmm. in just a little bit. So I think that this is the perfect time for Edge to solidify and put away... Finn Balor for the time being and have that right off into the sunset victory at WrestleMania because I think this could possibly be his last match. Well, for a while. His last match, if he has it's to lose, it's it's wrestling one hundred and one. You must do victory. You must do well. I think duty the night on after. the way out. And that, we'll talk about that for another match because at the end of the day, there is another match that has the potential of being a final match. And you know, in professional wrestling, the rule is is on your way out. You do favors, and favors means the J-O-B. And so. I think that's a good segue to our next match on here for WrestleMania, which I am almost positive that it's night one. So it's, It definitely seems like a night one match. Right. It's Dominic Mysterio, one-on-one with his father, soon-to-be Hall of Famer, Rey Mysterio. Mysterio. Now, I think that Dominic could pull out a win on this one because... It's like you said, this is Ray's right off into the sunset. He's getting the Hall of Fame ceremony, and he's having that last Ray would, hoorah. Ray is with, the first, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Ray is the first professional wrestler to be inducted into the Hall of Fame that has a match the, the next night. I believe right you're right. After. I mean, everybody else is usually retired. Right. Dead. True. You know, uh, this this I mean, this is the first time that we've ever seen a professional wrestler that's actively wrestling being inducted into the Hall of Fame. So yeah. it, it begs it begs the question: Is this his last hurrah? Is he going to do the favors for his son on the way out? Now, it makes sense that he would do that, right? To give Dominic because he right but now something, Dominic- te- t- something tells me that this match is this match is the beginning of a a storyline that's probably going to go at least until SummerSlam. Yeah, I think I think I can see that because I mean, like I said, I think Dominic is going to pull out the win, and this is going to continue mm-hmm. that Mysterio feud all the way for like a few, another few months or so, or however long it takes us to I, SummerSlam. I say I say Ray loses. I mean, I, 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 correctly, I say Ray wins. Dominic loses. Ray loses the overall storyline at the end of everything, but for this first match, Hall of Fame, WrestleMania, give the people what they want. Ray wins. Okay. Uh, final one for the Judgment Day is going to be Charlotte Flair defending the Women's Championship, the SmackDown Women's Championship, against Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Exactly, yeah. I don't think we even have to decide uh, there's, on that. Rhea no Ripley is going to take that match by storm. No question in my mind. And I think we can finally go to the main event of night two. because mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's the only ones that we've discussed I mean, on or that even... I don't have a strong feeling for the triple threat between McIntyre, Sheamus... And Gunter, 
I would I would really like to see McIntyre win that match, but truth be told, I see Gunter winning that match. I do too. See, I'm kind of the opposite. I think I'd like to see Sheamus take over and yeah. win that one. But even know. after he lost at the uh, Clash of the Castle, you think they're they're gonna go to Sheamus now after that? I think so because I think I think with that match at Clash of the Castle, I think that could be Sheamus's redemption story mm. is winning at WrestleMania. Because yeah. I mean, we all saw the match with him and Gunther at Clash of the Castle. It was one of the best matches that we've seen in a while. In a long time. It's, it's like you said, it's one of those hard-hitting matches that you mm-hmm. only see in European strong-style wrestling. Of, I mean, one of the best and matches I've seen in a really long time as far as hard-hitting matches in WWE. Exactly. I mean, I wouldn't even go so far as to say that now. I've watched the uh, Ilya Dragunov, and uh, at that time, he was Walter. That was match. a phenomenal that, match. I could watch that match over and over and over again. Yeah, it was one of those where you don't want to watch, but, but you you'd want you to. Absolutely, you have to. You know, you Knowing what we know, you know, with professional wrestling, you know how how to take a bump, how to how to take it. Uh, there are certain things you can't fake, and a chop, chops, slaps to the face. Oh, I mean, they, every single one of those uh, bumps made me wince. Exactly, and it was a great, it was a great match. Oh, 100%. that's right. I feel like that's going to be exactly how that match goes in WrestleMania. It's going to be one of those where whether whether you're a full on mark. Right, as the, as as all of us can welcome ourselves as one, exactly. Or you think you're a smart mark, or you're someone who thinks that professional wrestling is silly, and you're just watching. That match is going to be hard hitting, and there's no one that's going to be able to deny that people are leaving with permanent damage from a match like that. 100%. They're going to put on a great show, exactly. And so with that, we get to the final match of night two, the main event that everybody's been waiting to see. Universal Heavyweight Champion Roman Reigns defending the title against the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I call Cody Rhodes on this one. I agree 100%. I mean, it's like I said before, we're watching the fall of the bloodline. Cody Rhodes is planting seeds of doubt every single week in Roman's head that his family is slowly, one by one, going to leave them. When he loses that title, and I firmly believe that he's going to lose it at WrestleMania, Jimmy, or sorry, not Jimmy, uh, Jay Uso will be the first one to go. Mm. Then you'll see Jimmy fall with him, and then Solo will be the last one. And then you'll get to see those two behemoths at some point, whether it's at SummerSlam or wherever it may be. Whenever Roman Reigns comes back after the time off from WrestleMania, we're gonna see. I firmly believe that we'll see Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa in a match against each other. Mm. That will be a great one. But as far as WrestleMania goes, I see Cody Rhodes winning this and taking this match and taking the title. I see Cody Rhodes winning this and taking the title. I don't think the bloodline falls in one night. I think that it's going to be a slow a slow burn oh, yeah. after, after WrestleMania. Um, you know, Cody is uh, not the one they intended to take the title from Roman. I, I definitely don't think this was the plan. Cody comes in late. I mean, let's face it, Cody is the guy who helped start AEW. And when they brought him in, they were happy to bring him in. And the torn pectoral Hell in a Cell match is what really got him over. I mean, he came in from to WrestleMania last year, and people were excited, but it was a, oh, look, look who WWE got popped. That's what it was. Right. After wrestling with a torn pectoral, the... Interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin on the Broken Skull podcast. Cody really garnered 
a fan base amongst the WWE. And when he came back, I mean, you go back and watch Royal Rumble, people were waiting for him. They were excited oh, yeah. for him. Even even more so than you know all of us who had read the dirt sheets and knew that he was going to be on WrestleMania. Exactly, there was a different level of excitement, and I think that you know with with Hunter taking over and with Vince no longer in charge of of creative, there was a potential for The Rock. I think at some point to have come back, but with the selling of the company. I think The Rock's a smart enough guy. He's very political. He's not going to come back to a WWE that's got any kind of scandal or salacious in you know connection. He's he's not coming anywhere. And so Cody's the guy now. It's, it, it, Rock's not coming back. Rock's not no, coming there's to no take. Way. The, they built Roman up to let Rock knock him down. But the fact of the matter is, is that with everything that's going on, Rock's not coming back. Cody's the guy. Exactly. Um, so the only question we have after that is is who's the next guy after Cody? And that, and that's what I'm excited to see. And we'll probably talk about that in the next episode because, like I said, it'll be the night after WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, we might be recording two episodes tonight, but yep. we'll just see how, how things go. But you won't but, know about that at all no. until you hit the next button exactly. and listen to the next episode. Exactly. <laughs> so those are our predictions on WrestleMania. And so... We kind of were going to go into how we got into wrestling, but honestly, I think that we could just go and skip that, and we can just kind of talk about our favorite wrestlers. Sounds great. Uh, I went first, so I'm going to let you go first on this one. Was I, I introduced myself. All right. So, favorite wrestlers. Not necessarily the Mount Rushmore, not who we think are the greatest or most influential, but uh, who makes you pop out of your seat? See, for me, it always has been and always will be The Undertaker. I can remember Rest the very first time watching peace. The Undertaker. <laughs> uh, it was SummerSlam. I don't remember the exact year, but I know the main event of that night, it was Hulk Hogan versus Shawn Michaels. Um, oh, that's in the, what was that? That was like at least 2002. No, 2002, 2003, maybe 2004? Uh, yeah, sometime around there. So when Shawn Michaels did the epic uh, oversell for the Hulkster brother. Exactly. So yeah, screw that, Hulk Hogan. That was the first time I ever watched uh, a wrestling pay-per-view. It was SummerSlam of that year. And I can remember it was Undertaker versus Randy Orton. And the first time that that gong hit, Lights went completely out. Fire and smoke consumed the stage. And I see this dark, over six foot five, six foot six figure walking down the ramp in this dark black coat, dark hat, just as deadpan and as serious and as mystic as you could possibly imagine. It sent goosebumps up my arm, down my spine, and I was just captivated by this guy. I'm like, who the heck? Is this and ever since then, from whatever he was, the American bad. Boop, uh, yeah, we might put a bleep on there at some point, but I don't know. We'll see. But uh, the American bad a, uh, the dead man, or whatever he was doing, Undertaker has always been the guy that I looked at, like for entertainment, for wrestling, the total package. He was the one that had me hooked on professional wrestling and still did until the very last match. And so mm-hmm. it's always been Undertaker for me. No question in my mind. I remember the first time uh, I was watching The Undertaker, he was in a uh, he was in a, he was in a feud with Yokozuna. Yeah. So I'm aging myself a little bit more. 
<laughs> but uh, Undertaker was in a feud with Yokozuna, and they had the casket match. And just the fact that it took Yoko and so many more other wrestlers, I, you know, I think we, all, I think a lot of us who were, uh, you know, under fifty years old, <laughs> the, our first experience with the Undertaker was one of complete awe. Exactly. You know, when you're a young kid and you watch the Undertaker and. There was just something about him, whether he was, yeah, whether it was the Ruthless Aggression Era, the Attitude Era, the New Generation, um, you know, this PG era. I mean, he's always had just a completely different level of presence. Exactly. To so many. So, yeah, I mean, Undertaker, I mean, who doesn't love the Undertaker? Who doesn't love the dead man? Right. Great pick. Exactly. So, John, I'm going to pass it over to you. Who would you say is your favorite wrestler of all time? My favorite wrestler of all time is the G-O-A-T, the GOAT, the greatest of all time, the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, the leader of the click to sweet, the man who created D-Generation X, the proprietor of sweet chin music the king of the montreal screw jobs oh we going save there now. salvation god on his side <laughs> i'll see how many we're going to name here uh, the icon the showstopper mr go. wrestlemania there we go all right the man who put hulk hogan in his place <laughs> the greatest wrestler of all time Shawn michaels i i grew up my very first wrestling match watching professional wrestling was a Shawn Michaels match. My first WrestleMania was WrestleMania 12, 1996. Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart, the Iron Man match, the sudden death win, the dream come true for the boyhood dream. It was, I mean, the, you, you, don't, you don't go anywhere without Shawn Michaels. I love The Undertaker. But at the end of the day, there is only one Shawn Michaels. Agreed. He's the leader of the clique. He's the leader of Degeneration X. He's now the leader of NXT. Yes. I mean, where do you go wrong with that, ladies and gentlemen? I mean, Shawn Michaels definitely one of, if not the greatest wrestlers of all time. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of who we are, what we're about, and we're excited for future episodes. We've got another one coming up in about a week or so. Well, technically, we'll be recording it in just a few minutes, but... You won't know that until you go to the very end of this episode, like John said. So, that's who we are. That's what we're about. That's what the Five Star Jobbers podcast is about. And so, we're looking forward to doing more episodes every single week, dropping more content for you guys. And, hey, if you like what you're hearing, leave a comment. Send us a message saying that you love what we're doing. If you don't like what we're doing, just let us know politely so that way we can work on what we're doing. Hey, this is our first podcast, so we're learning and we're going to grow from it. And Cardi says, uh, let us know politely. If you have any uh, disparaging comments, direct them toward me. And I'll uh, make sure they make it to the complaint department. Uh, My trash can. Have a great one, guys. There you go. See you guys.